she brings up a good point, Kevin, is is that um, for me, I never had one of those comprehensive hearing tests until I was getting ready to retire. And what was really strange and odd for me and for anybody listening, I just want to say, hey, thanks for tuning into the Mental Health Warrior. And, and you know, uh, it's great to have you guys here. I got Dr. Blaney on today. If you watched Throat Punch Monday a couple of weeks ago, she was on that show. And I'm, I'm happy to have her back on my show. But as you guys tuned in right now, uh, we were talking about hearing tests. And, and, and Kevin was asking questions about uh, fuel, the aircraft. Jet fuel, jet fuel and exposure. 34 yeah. years. And what, one thing I wanted to bring up with Dr. Lenia is that, you know, it was until I was getting ready to retire that I went and had that comprehensive hearing test done. And maybe later on, she can explain to what that means. So my, so my audience understands that. Uh, just kind of give us a general overview of, of what, what your doctorate means and, 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 and kind of what your job is and what you do and how you help people with hearing loss. And with that, I'll turn it over to you. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you so much for that incredible introduction. Uh, we have just as much fun in our appointments as we are having right now. So mm-hmm. I like to bring... I will say that there's, they're always smiling and they're always happy in your office when I go in there. Even on the rainiest, nastiest day. You have come up on some mood pretty rainy, office. nasty, cold, like random yeah. 30 degrees outside. Maybe it was sleeting. I'm not really sure. Last yeah, year. And it's April. It's not supposed to be doing that. It's supposed to be 60 degrees and sunny and nice. <laughs> we take such pride in being a welcoming face just the second as you could tell with how many people offer you coffee water and I think if we had an alcoholic beverage we probably would offer you know people a little a little bar drink as they're waiting too some little snacks but we really want it want to create an experience that's comfortable for patients and that was something that I have strived to do throughout every clinic that I've worked in um A big thing that I like about the career that I'm in right now is almost a twofold because a lot of people think that audiologists, you know, help people to hear, which is great. That's the exact correct definition. That is our goal. We do help people to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, We are sometimes like those YouTube videos where a little baby gets hearing aid for the first time and it's turned on and that moment does happen. I've worked with um, some very little ones and you know, we, we prepped the family first saying it's possible that like, they won't be happy when they hear sounds for the first time, especially those ones with those really significant hearing losses. Like it may sound really unnatural. And there was this little four month old, and this is one anecdotal story I'll tell, but there's this little four month old who just like went from just like crying, crying, crying to just silent and just looked up and was like back and forth between her parents. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, don't cry, don't me, me to myself, don't cry. (laughs) Be the professional (laughs) here. But it was one of those, you know, YouTube moments that you see that it really is impacting for that family. Um, There are a lot of different treatments for hearing loss, and there are a lot of different modes of communication for people with hearing loss. And we touched on that on the other podcast where there are some people with hearing loss that communicate using sign language and don't utilize any type of amplification. And that is their lifestyle and that's their community that you're in. Um, and we, at the same time, see some of those patients that utilize devices for sound awareness and safety, just to know if there are cars coming on you know, either side of the road um, and just to monitor things for them. But a lot of our patients are coming in to see us for the first time. And I would say starting to be at a younger age. So a lot of people are very surprised to see 
like mutual patients that I that are their own age there. Um, a lot of people, when I think about a hearing, you know, any type of hearing doctor's office, they're thinking of people that are really old. Yeah. Um, which I don't know, maybe you can attest to that, that that may have been what, one you of the really old? What? <laughs> not you, not you, not you. I'm going to tune no, but you're, but you're right. So you I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, there is differing ages and, you know, is that, is that, is that because of people wearing iPods and listening too loud of music? Is it because they have the headphones on the, the beats and all that all the time? And it's, it's, you know, too loud. You know, when I was growing up, it was the Walkman's you know, or the, the stereo you'd carry. Hey, I had a Walkman too. You know, I did uh, have a Walkman. You know, so, you know, did that have, you know, but I will tell you that I had a Walkmans and everything and, and I joined the military at 17 and my hearing was normal. And that's what a lot of times, so. um, what we look at from noise exposure is the amount and the level. So the amount of time over the level. So that's why people that are in a, military or combat zone where it's that very very high level all you need is one all you need is one of those gunshots or one of those explosives to go off and because it's so loud it can be damaging right away whereas there are when we're looking at headphone use um there are especially with zoom and everything now people are people are utilizing those devices for longer periods of time um, but they're looking at the amount of continuous time that you're exposed to that noise. Yeah. So workplace, they have rules and regulations, you know, military, same thing, rules and regulations as you follow and when you have to wear the earplugs. But I would say a lot of our patients are starting to come in younger because they're either starting to care about their overall health a little bit more. Um, they're aware of the possible if there's a family history, they saw how frustrating it was to communicate with maybe their parents that they're like, okay, well, I don't want my kids to experience this. I want to be on top of this and take care of it now. Um, and then some of the other reasons are is there's a big connection right now between hearing loss and brain health. So hearing health and brain health. So some people just think just treating hearing loss just looks at you're hearing. And while on the surface level, that's true, we really are looking at different areas of the brain and how our brain has adapted to either work through a hearing loss or have to compensate for a hearing loss. And what effects does an untreated hearing loss have on us? So for starters, a lot of things that we look at is, are we overworking just to be able to hear? So for someone who maybe has a mild to moderate hearing loss, they're like, I don't have any trouble hearing you. I'm a loud talker by nature and the job that I do, I am a loud talker. My husband reminds me, he doesn't have a hearing loss. I don't have to be a loud talker at home, but throughout the day, I just go louder and louder and louder. Um, I kept saying what, in the office after you gave my hearing, I said, why are you yelling at me? Am I in trouble? No, I'm trying to But it's true. Those hearing aid fittings, I go from up here to very quickly back down to normal volume. And they're like, oh, are you talking at this? Yeah. Are you talking at the same volume? I'm like, I'm talking much, much, much softer than I was when you came in here. But for a lot of people, it's that that effort that they're putting forth to listen. So whether that's listening in the presence of background noise, or trying to overuse your context clues of saying, okay, I know someone is, I know in this group conversation, someone is talking about their pet, 
They're probably talking about their cat. I have no idea what that cat's name is, but I think I can nod along until I have enough, enough context clues to then be able to participate. That's exhausting. That's very tiring. Yes. Um, and even young adults experience that listening fatigue. So what does that, what effect does that have on our brain? So our brain, while it is a very dynamic resource, it also is limited in the sense that if you need more resources to be able to hear and process that language, you're taking those resources from somewhere else. So, so really what we call hot topic or hot topic of research right now is looking at hearing loss and cognitive functioning and what effect does that have on our overall cognitive health? So even a mild hearing loss, our brain is rewired. They found that on scans where they look and they see what areas of your brain are lighting up differently when you have a hearing loss and how strong is that signal? And to a point that can be reversible with the use of hearing aids. So I think just looking at hearing loss as brain health instead of just your hearing has almost forced some people to look a little closer at their overall health. Yeah. Um, another side effect that, and we noticed this a lot with the pandemic too, is just the isolation of hearing loss. Yeah. So picture yourself in a table of even just four to five people. Someone's talking over here, someone's talking over here. There's a side conversation going on over here. Your brain can't sort that out. If it can hear it, it can't sort it out. And you find yourself getting, you personally getting frustrated with, oh, what'd you say? What'd you say? What'd you say? To the point where it's like, okay, well, I'm just not going to participate. And then we find people separating away from their family and friends in those conversations. We see it in people of all ages. And that's sometimes what urges, um, adults to bring their parents in. Like there is something that can be done about hearing loss, even if you're, even if you're older, it's not one of those, oh, well, that's normal aging. Normal aging doesn't have to be the norm. Hearing loss does not have to be the norm for aging. Like there are things we can do. My oldest patient who got hearing aids for the first time, she got hearing aids at 106 years old. Wow. 106. She probably needed them before that, but her first wow. hearing aid I needed them in her 70s. <laughs> was 106. And that was, um, she didn't have any family around. She had um, someone that was in, in charge of her financial and medical yeah. expenses and worked with her for that decision. And they were like, you deserve to hear, you deserve to connect. And that is so true. And that is what I get to see every day. So when people come into our office, it's how can I reestablish those connections for you? What can I do to help? And whether that is just having a welcoming face to come in to say, mm-hmm. it's okay. Our office does not look like a government building, which oh, a lot of you are used to when you come in. It might on the outside, um, but nothing on the inside, not on the inside. Yeah. There's... You walk through the door, it's like you walk into another realm, another yes. part of the matrix. <laughs> yes. And we create that welcoming experience so that you can, you being the general you, um, can trust us with your care. There are a lot of people that there's a big stigma around hearing loss. I don't want to have a hearing loss. People are going to think I'm not listening to them. And I'm like, it's better that they know you can't hear them, not that you're just not listening to them. And so we walk through a really extensive case history just to find out, okay, did you have any of that military service? If you did, when was that most recent noise exposure? Or what are your main concerns for coming in? Yeah. Is it ringing in the ears? Is it hearing loss? Is it dizziness? We cover everything. So audiologists also work with 
people with balance concerns, um, whether that's due to a fall or you're nervous that you are going to fall. Um, we dig into a lot of your case history to find out what the best recommendation is for yeah. you. And then after we talk for a while, because um, I'm a talker, which, you know, <laughs> for the most part, elicits talking yeah, from other people. Too, so I, I, <laughs> yes, I, I happen to, I happen to only see people that also mutually love to talk as much as I do. Um, so, but it's good because even though for the person sitting on the other side of the table or sitting next to me, while they're talking seemingly like a conversation for me, it's gathering what is the most important thing for them. What are their, who are their main communication partners? What are their main goals for being here? What is their motivation? What do they want to change? You can tell the people that are there just because their spouse said, I need you to go get your hearing tested or I'm going to drive you there myself. You can absolutely tell. And there yeah. are those types of people that come in. And then there are some, those people are very excited um, to walk their hearing test home to their spouse and see, see you mumble. Everything looks good. You mumble. Um, so we see it all. Um, we, in our practice specifically, we work with kids five and up and then adults all the way up to 106. Um, but there also are different types of tests for different kids. So I'm going to focus on more of the adult population today. I will say that what we, um, and when I get to talking about TRICARE Prime, TRICARE Selection, all that, and I'll cover that at the end, I'm also talking about what is current. So if someone finds this in the future, and the information, I mean, the information does sometimes for those benefits change. Mm -hmm. um, TRICARE Prime is pretty stable, um, but just so that everyone is aware, currently 2022, so if you're watching this, um, <laughs> future me yeah, yeah. Um, just always always verify with your insurance company what is covered for you and the nice thing is there's a lot of audiologists will do that for you so we have a fabulous team that does all those verification services that so that you do not have to lift a finger you have to lift a finger in every other aspect of your life but we'll give you this one where we'll take care of it for you yeah you know, one thing you did tell me is that sometimes the referrals i get them quicker than you do and so I emailed you and I got the referral, but you had already gotten it. So it, it was, I was point because watching everything. I was watching yours because at the TRICARE ones, I mean, it could come down to the fact that their fax system isn't working one day. So um, there are a lot of things that go into the TRICARE fax abyss world and I don't ever know what happens to them. Um, and it is just, you know. The like, fax system okay. in general and TRICARE in general too. Yeah. Um, so what we what we do is we make sure we verify everything before the, before you're seen. Um, with TRICARE Prime, if you're the active duty service member, you do have to come with a referral. So we are essentially, we're given that groundwork to see you um, to ensure that you're not going to pay for anything. Yeah. So when you come in and sit down, it's very different than the hearing booth or the hearing van that I've affectionately heard so much about um, over my husband's time in the Navy. And um, it is soundproof. You cannot hear the person next to you. Like you apparently can also hear the yeah. hearing van. So, oh, did someone else, did someone else fix that? Oh, okay. I guess me too. So that is, you're the only one in there. Um, step right. one, that's the difference. Yeah. Um, but what we look at is we look beyond the beats. And it's a little tag phrase, but we do look beyond the beats. So that's great that we can identify the softest sounds you're able to identify across different frequencies. It gives us some really vital information for your hearing aid prescription if that's something you need. 
um, a lot of noise-induced hearing losses happen in those higher pitches, we're able to paint a picture with that. But beeps are not real world. Thankfully, we are not walking around with Morse code trying to figure out and piece together what's being said. So we also look into what does that speech discrimination look like for you in both quiet and background noise? And this is part of our standard evaluation. Um, the reason we include this in our evaluation is the most real world that we can recreate in there is listening in background noise. So not only are we looking at, okay, if we were to give your brain that sound that it's been craving, are you able to repeat those words back when they're at a nice comfortable level? And for the most part, most hearing, most hearing tests, if they're pretty straightforward, pretty straightforward hearing loss, a lot of that does come back within the normal range, which is good. We, we expect that for some of the testing that we do. But then we add in background noise and we make that test be a woman's voice, which makes it much, much harder for a lot of people that are sitting there. And it also captures what people are describing. So there are some I people- I see it on the facial expression, right? I'm sure you can see it on mine because I'm looking at you and I'm like, I can't hear it. I, I, I can't hear it. And, and that's where I always try to tell people beforehand, I was like, you're not supposed to get all of these right. You're not supposed to do as well as you can. I'm reading the paper and I can't even pick out what's being said for some of those sentences. So it's also just setting up the test to be comfortable too. You're not, there are no wrong answers. There are no wrong answers on a hearing test because the best answers you can give are the most truthful ones. Um, there's no rhyme or reason to fake anything in either direction, whether you're faking to be better or faking to be worse. Um, the best thing- really. Here, go ahead. Sorry, say that again. Yeah, that would be a hard test to fake. I mean, you could fake it for a little bit, but you couldn't fake as you go more into the test. That, that'd be kind of hard. So to there are some people that think they can fake it a lot better than other people. I had a friend of mine um, that could fake sleep apnea. And I'm like, really, dude? The, the, it is. I mean, sleep it, apnea, but hey, you go right on. You try it. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> it right really, and people have different people have different reasons for what we call mm. potentially exaggerating a hearing loss, or our test results aren't matching up. And there's a lot of cross checks that we automatically do. Um, but one of the number, as, a, as an aside, one of the number one reasons why people exaggerate a hearing loss is they don't know how to ask for help. Mm -hmm. they're afraid that if they respond too good that they're not going to get the help that they feel they need and that's why we do all of these different segments because let's say you're coming back normal on that test with the beeps but you're really struggling in that background noise test that's something real that we can look at and that's tangible that we can take and put in a report and give recommendations for how to how to essentially enhance that communication area in your life but I would say the people that I've seen where the, the results are exaggerated are the ones that were told things were normal for them for so long and they don't perceive them to be normal. Um, we see that a lot with, we do see that sometimes in the veteran population because they don't know how to express that, okay, well, I can hear someone whispering next to me, but I have no idea what they're saying. Yeah. Or I can hear that you're talking to me, but it's, I'm not, I'm clearly not hearing the right thing. Um, and that's why we add in all the speech and noise tests. And then for- yeah, You're on one of these, right? So when you have a phone conversation and you just, you don't, you don't hear it or you miss parts of it and then you try to guess it. I mean, it's- Right, yeah. right. And we want to, so that's why I always tell people, do as well as you can. There are no wrong answers. If you give me the best answers that you can give me, that gives me the ability to help you. So it is in a booth. 
And for some people going into a tiny area can bring back some not great memories. So we try to be respectful of how much time we are sitting in an enclosed space. Um, all most booths have windows, but still you're in a very, you're in a very quiet environment. So we make sure that we are giving the most efficient and also the most information gathering test that we can. And then we cross check everything and then we go over it all together. So something that I like to be able to do is to help my patients take ownership. Um, a big thing with hearing loss is acceptance. And if you, once you accept that there's a deficit or there's a concern for your hearing that you weren't really sure how to address, or you weren't really sure if it was there, you're kind of in denial. Everybody's a mumbler. While people may be mumbling, um, there still might be a hearing loss present too. But for some people, that's a really big step. And it's a lot to say, okay, am I getting, is this a sign of aging? A lot of times it's just the way that it is. And we're, the sooner we're able to identify it, the quicker that adaptation period is. So like you were saying, um, if you are someone that needs hearing aids, we do look into what your insurance benefit is. And we talked about this on the other podcast that we were on, but I think it's important to bring up yes. here too. Yeah. So TRICARE Prime active duty, whether you are currently the person serving or you are a dependent of someone that is serving, your hearing aids are covered through a referral from your PCM and also with my request for authorization letter. That is a fact that a lot of people don't know and they don't know until it's too late because right. let's say you're an active duty family member and then you retire and then you're like oh you know what now I should I had really good insurance before let me keep going with that really good insurance let me go get a hearing test um while the services are covered the devices may not be yeah. and that is something so even with TRICARE Select um this benefit of full coverage for hearing aids is with TRICARE Prime Active Duty um, through a TRICARE authorized office and that is one that we are but it is a big relief for some people because they know that hearing aids can be an investment and don't yeah. get me wrong, they absolutely are. Uh, something that we're you know working on on Capitol Hill on how do we how do we get that cost down for people. But that's a really cool fact. I mean, it's a very small token for all you and your family have done for um, with your service, but at the same time, we're able to give you back something that you may have lost. And I think that is just, even though it is such a small part for some people, um, until you go through it, you don't realize just how major of an impact it is. Yes. When we put those hearing aids on, there are some of those aha moments or there are some of those, did that always make that sound? Right. Did, I, did my refrigerator make that sound? Did my, is my car broken? My car is broken. I got to go take it to the mechanic. My car is broken. No, your car's not broken. Your car just makes noise. Um, oh, your footsteps walking on your wood floor. That makes noise. Mm -hmm. um, I had a friend who didn't realize when she dumped dog food into her dog's bowl that oh, it loud. made a noise. Yeah. Not even that it was loud, but that it even made a noise. Wow. Your brain just has no idea. Um, I had somebody who was so excited to hear just her granddaughter laugh. She has a one-year-old granddaughter and she's like, I didn't realize how rich that sound was. 
um, and how just special those smaller moments are. Of course, being able to communicate in all conversations is amazing. Um, but those incidental to hear the rain again. The rain. I have saw I had a mom come to me who had a very mild hearing loss on paper, um, but was a teacher and was really struggling. And she said something that she noticed that she felt the tension in her shoulders go away because she wasn't always hunched yeah. listening to what her kids were saying or, oh, what what's going on now? She's like, I just feel more relaxed. I feel more at ease. And those are my favorite parts of being able to give somebody that, that gift is, uh, is really, really something special. And then there are some times that some people's brains adapt a lot quicker than others. And we're able to get up to those full prescriptions. Um, and there's a lot of science that I will not bore you with that goes into hearing aid programming and hearing aid fitting. Um, and a lot of it is then you take it home, you see how it is. And then it's an ongoing fluid relationship in the sense that whatever you need, we're able to accommodate that's something we take also great pride in is if you need something, we're able to get you in so that we can get you the help that you need and deserve. So that is in a quick nutshell, what I do every day. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and, 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 and here's another point to bring up because I had one style of hearing aids and I had a lot of issues with them and you, you get, you switched me and gave me a lot better type of hearing aid. And so I think when it's important, when somebody comes to you, I think, because mine had a moisture problem. Right. Because I, I do work out a lot. I, I enjoy. And, and when I'm working out, I sweat. And my old hearing aids, I just had to quit wearing them when I worked out because I just had so many issues with them. And, and by having that conversation with you, the ones that I have and I'll, I'll show them and you can't even see them. They're uh, tiny. They're little. Um, that, you know, these are small, but mighty, very small, but mighty in there. Yeah um so and then they fit right in and then I can hear again so when I took it out I couldn't hear nothing <laughs> so but I mean so that's important to you know also um to let you know so you can get the right because there's different types of hearing aids out there for different things it's based on what your insurance will pay for and all that stuff I, I understand all that um but I do know that the hearing doctors and with you in your office that you try to get us the best product that we can get uh that you with the parameters that you can operate in um, you know, I know for my mom that the ones that we got her was the higher in hearing aids are about, I don't know, $3,000, a little bit over 3000 but, you know, based on what she did and her activity lever and her hearing loss and whatever, they determined that was the best fit for her. And they've been great. She hasn't had any issues with them. She's had them for probably a year now. Oh, that's wonderful. So that she's done really well. So, um, Dr. Lane, I want to say thank you for your time. But before you go, because we talked about this earlier, because we're going to wrap up here in, in a second. Um, so you said you had a great hearing aid joke that you wanted to tell us. So oh, now here's some good jokes. This, stuff, so. Well, I have so many people that do the, oh, what? Oh, just kidding. Oh, oh, just kidding. But this, so there's only so many times that you can hear that without being like, Oh, what'd you say? Oh, just, just kidding. Just, I hear that one once a day. Um, some of them are dad jokes, but I hear them. Every I don't have to day. remember that when I come in next time. Um, yeah, lay them all on me. Um, so I, you know, sometimes we say, oh, we got to play it by year and like actually play right. it by year. Um, <laughs> but the big one, I was in grad school and someone asked me. You went to Penn State at grad school, right? I did Penn State for undergrad oh, and then University of Pittsburgh for grad school. There. She's a Penn State alumni. Who are? Yes, yes, we are, we are, uh, we are not small, but mighty. We are large, but mighty alumni. We drink, yeah, we drink the Kool-Aid and other things. Yeah, yeah. all of that. 
<laughs> we love it here. I, uh, it's a good, that's a good time. We're happy to also be in Virginia to be closer to get up to games and stuff. Um, oh, yeah, you're not too far away. I mean, really. Not too far. Three and a half. Yeah. Longer on a Friday night when you're trying to get out of the city to get up there for a Saturday, but otherwise three and a half is not bad. Is there, let me ask you this. So I went to school uh, to master fit master residency training school at university of uh, um, Pennsylvania mm -hmm. in Philadelphia. Yeah. Right? And uh, so is there, was there always a big competition between those two schools or are they, are they different uh, areas? Yeah. I, have, I don't oh, know. They are so different. One is an Ivy yeah. league and one is definitely not an Ivy league. Um, we like going to and... the bar at night and we'd play trivia and we called ourselves the hillbillies from the Midwest. And it was funny to beat all the kids. <laughs> those Philly <laughs> kids. Yeah. yeah. So I grew up in the suburbs of, um, our Westchester area. I don't know if you're familiar with your time from 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 Philadelphia, but yes, uh, the University of Pennsylvania and Penn State University, two very different places. Two different places. Um, they, don't, they don't mix like oil and water. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> one has a very good football team. One does not. Uh, one arguably has much better academics, and one and one does not. Oh, Penn University, State U is uh, University of uh, UPenn has way better than. Pennsylvania, right? <laughs> they're they're on they're a league of their own. Oh, I know. I'm just joking. They're a league of their own. Um, we or we raised well-rounded students from the Pennsylvania State University, and then I went to Pittsburgh. You guys are better before... drinkers, anyway. I'm sure. What? <laughs> you guys are better drinkers by far. I'm sure. <laughs> sure it's a skill. Not. It's a skill that it could be water, you. tea, whatever you know. However you want to define drinking. <laughs> There's not, it's, I mean, that's what happens when you live in, it's the middle of the middle of nowhere. There's really nothing until oh. you get up there. Um, but it is so, I don't know if you've been up there. It is just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, and I wanted something for grad school that was very different. Um, and University you're of Pittsburgh. Florida girl, right? So you wanted to go North and enjoy the cold. So yes, we lived in Florida, um, and I do miss the beach yeah. a lot. Um, but Pittsburgh was nice. You could definitely tell when there were like five sunny days a year because the entire city would be outside during those five days. It was cloudy forever. Right. Had to become a Pittsburgh sports fan during my time there, so at least I had something to talk to about because no right. one wanted to hear about how I liked, you know. The, the Phillies or the Eagles. They didn't, they didn't like the Eagles over there. So I was over there, but I was having a conversation. I don't know where we were, but they were like, oh, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I'm studying to become an audiologist. And they were like, a what? And I thought, because I hear the joke every day, right. I thought that they were, I was like, oh, ha, ha, so funny. And they were like, <laughs> no, what did you say? And I was like, oh God, uh -huh, okay, I'm going to be an audiologist. An audiologist. <laughs> it was because, and that one experience caused me to like skip a beat sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes my patients are like, I was making a joke. I was like, no, I know. I, I know you were making a joke. I was like, but I ran into the one person who wasn't making a joke right, that time. Right. It was, and I was, they were like, oh, maybe I need to come get my hearing checked. I was like, there's your gateway <laughs> right yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. right there. But we hear, I mean, we we hear some crazy, some crazy fun things. Um, and then no, we have, I, I like to think we have fun in our appointments. So I hope you can attest to that a little bit that we 
it's not totally miserable when you come in. So. It, it's a horrible experience. I had to go to my therapist, you know, as a mental health warrior. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, it was a great experience. I mean, from the first time that I walked into the office, they offered me like uh, water and coffee. Not already had water and coffee, so I didn't didn't need anything. But yeah, every time I go in there, the the receptionist, he's very nice. Um, you know, and then you had um, an intern in there last time I went in. There. I don't remember her name, but she was very nice and funny, and you kind of let her you know, do her thing so she can go on and be a great audiologist. And it was a great conversation. She, I guess she grew up in Baltimore, I think she said, or the Baltimore area. Mm-hmm. Go back to that area. Yeah, she has one. She has two more weeks left until she graduates. So that's one of also one of my favorite things too is being able to supervise students. Um, I am a mentor to Penn State students that are going to be going into grad school. And then we also take student clinicians in our clinic and the other clinics that I've worked in that really give them that hands-on experience. So I'm always so grateful for my patients that allow students to be a part of it um, because they're so, I mean, and we are always very closely supervising the results of things that are going on too. Um, and we wouldn't have them do anything that they weren't comfortable or we weren't comfortable with them doing, but it is always great to have a patient that is willing to have a student work with them and kind of give like you know have those conversations and once again when we do those hearing aid fittings while it looks like we're just sitting and having conversation back and forth I'm looking to make sure that we have a good physical fit I'm looking to see what if there's any changes in body language with my voice is too high and there's always a method to all of the conversations that we have so you know, we like to make it fun you know that's one one nice thing too about your office is that you're not in a hurry to get the patients out right so sometimes you go to the doctor and you go to the different doctors, different specialties, and they, they just want to get you in and out, in and out, in and out. And you guys really take the time to, you know, sit and visit and, and talk. And like I said, it's important. So when you first put those dudes in your ear, um, you know, it, it takes um, a minute to adjust to that. And even though I had mine prior to, these are completely different, way different than the other ones I had. And the Hopefully sound, the better. yeah, <laughs> the sound quality is, is a lot better. The, the, how I hear it's kind of weird but you'll understand this but how sounds come at me is different than the other hearing aids I, it seems like I hear things ar- around me better and I had to kind of adjust to that um, and so you know that's that's really interesting was for me as I'm going through that I think I see you in May May coming up in a couple weeks again to adjust two weeks I think May 5th mm-hmm. Think about it. Um, you know, so that's 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 um, pretty amazing. And so, you know, I want to. Um, I guess we'll wrap up here. We've been been talking for a little while. Uh, um, you know, and it's great because you know, for people who out there who you know, mental health is very important to me. This is why I have the Mental Health Warrior on the Veterans Trash Chart Network. I'm very happy for them to allow me to go out here and do these kinds of things. I think it's important. But it, it's not just you know the Mental Health Warrior and the Veterans Trash Chart. Not just about you know, veterans, it's about the veteran community and the veteran community is encompassing everybody, whether you served or didn't serve, you know, and that's why I try to cover all facets of mental health. And hearing is such a huge thing with mental health that people think, oh, it's just hearing, you know, at least I got my eyesight or something. It it is massive. And I'm talking that from a personal experience of having my hearing being so bad for so long and then being able to hear uh, it's truly an amazing effect. And we all seen the, the touching videos on TikTok and Instagram, you know, about the little kid. Well, I was that little kid, you know, when they, when I, I, and I could hear people, the office was here, even in your office, I could hear people in the other, the other hallway. 
you know, outside the door. And I'm like, you know, is that, I, I can hear that now. I think I said that. So they can, I can hear them outside there, you know? So, so now your family can't whisper, you know, or anything. My, my youngest son says, Oh, shh, be quiet. Dad's got his bionic gears in. He can hear anything. now. <laughs> they are. There are too many, too many computers up on the top. But yeah, no, right? <laughs> doing all that work for you. It really right. is. I can hear junior. I can hear my 18 year old in his bedroom. Now I go knock on the door. Hey, what are you talking about in there? What are you talking about dad? He's like, Oh, I heard you. <laughs> I'll teach you. I'll teach your kids how they can just mute your hearing aids without, oh, that you, without realizing. <laughs> he goes to college in the fall, so he's not going to be around. So, but you know, but one thing I had to tell Lloyd because he'll start talking to me. I'm like, hey, Lloyd, you need to wait. I don't have my hearing aids in because uh, you know, so sometimes I can't hear him, so I have to prompt him. Because at night I do take him out, so you know, if he, he wakes up in the middle of the night, still sometimes. Uh, I have to have him repeat words because I'm not going to get up and put him in. I will if he wants to have a conversation, he had a nightmare or something. But uh, sure. most times I just have to tell him, hey, you know, dad, just dad can't hear you. So you need to, you know, speak up because sometimes he speaks off. He's a seven year old. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is how it is. So, hey, mental health warriors, I want to thank you for tuning in. I also want to say go out. I want to thank Dr. Villania uh, from the hearing doctors here in the D.C. area. She's she's great. Their offices are great. And so if you get a referral to go see a doctor and, and you want to know one, please look them up. Uh, they do not sponsor my show. I'm going to say that right now. Uh, I have a personal experience with them and I'm only speaking from my own personal experience. And it's been great and it's been awesome. And if you want the best hearing aids that your insurance can buy, that's the place to go. Uh, I also want to thank, go out and visit Veterans Trash Talk Network. We have, uh, you know, lots of different great shows and podcasts out there you can go out and visit the store to look at all the merch that we sell uh we do have my uh veterans trash talk mental health warrior shirt out there now i don't know if you can see that because the green screen because my mustang's green that's on it uh on the back it does have the crisis text line the 741741 you can text home to speak to a crisis counselor no matter what age you are uh, whether you have insurance or not they don't care uh, i think that's very great and so you can go out there and get you one of your mental health warrior t-shirts and you can have a t-shirt that might save a life because that's on the back of it and you could be walking down the street i wear mine all the time and you just never know who somebody's in crisis you might need help I want to thank everybody for tuning in and we'll see you later on the next episode of the Mental Health Warrior. Take care, everybody.